Design or Die podcast, meant to connect creatives together and help you navigate the struggles and the triumphs of what it means to be an entrepreneur so that you and your business can thrive. I'm your host, Colette. Let's get creative. So today I have a friend of mine, Amanda, on the podcast, and she's here to talk about her fitness journey, as well as what she does. She lives in Nashville and we've actually never met in person, but we've been internet friends for several years. Welcome. I wanted to talk about what your full-time job is right now. I know you work for a nonprofit aside from your fitness business and just talk about that, what your title is, what you do and what you're doing now. Awesome. So excited to be here. And it's, it is so wild to think about that. We have not met each other in person because really, I feel like we have, I know. And I feel like we have so much in common. So it's really funny. Cause yeah, I feel like I've known you forever, <laughs> but we actually never met, but hopefully yeah. soon, because I really want to come out to Nashville at some point. So agreed. It's always fun bonding over our emo girl days. That's oh wonderful. yeah. I, so my full-time job is in education, nonprofit leadership. I've been in leadership development and the educational equity space for a decade, which is wild. I I just realized that um, a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, like through a couple of different roles within that space over, you know, the past 10 years, but basically I am a coach's coach is what I do full-time. That's great. So how did your experience with that now develop and motivate you into creating your own fitness brand, which is what you do now and becoming a wellness coach? Mm, yeah, I think about my own journey and, you know, of being a busy person, I've, I've always worked multiple jobs at times for necessity, sometimes out of just passion, joy, yeah, life. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, 100% or, you know, extra oh, security. Know and I think too, like our generation, Sadly, you know, like side hustle used to be this really fun and awesome thing and still is right. Like I, I consider myself a multi-passionate person, but also there are a lot of things that cause us, like I said, for that to be a necessity. Yeah. Uh, and you know, hashtag Enneagram six, I like security. So, nice, <laughs> nice. um, but you know, there are a few things that were true. One was that in a super busy space, I was not taking care of myself. I knew a ton about nutrition, or I should say I read every new fad article that came out or book that came out and, uh, still felt like trash. And I've yo-yoed in weight up and down over the years, uh, throughout my, you know, experience and deeply undernourished. I was a terrible vegetarian. I feel like that could be a whole nother podcast. Also just like, wasn't focused on my mental health or my physical health. And was drinking a ton. I used to be a wine gal. I've been sober for five years now. And congratulations on that. I saw that. That is so awesome. Thank you. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And so at about, I'm 35 and at about age 28 or 29, I, uh, I went to the hospital for what I literally thought I was having a stroke wow. and my body had this basically through, through testing and testing and doctor and doctor really just ended up that my body had shut down because of stress, chronic stress and caused me to literally have like my body to shut down. It was the craziest experience I've ever gone through. Yeah. And women are more susceptible to that as well. Like as well as a ton of health issues, mental health, weight loss. Yeah. That's crazy that you've, I mean, 
you've taken that and developed kind of a women's brand too, which is very specific and very important because a lot of fitness things I think don't include women or they don't specify, you know, women's bodies are different and we need different things. So that's really crazy. That happened to you. Absolutely. I mean, that was my shift. That was my wake up call. I, I knew I wasn't alone. I knew that I needed to find something that was sustainable that I could do over time. Cause I was done doing these 30 day trash challenges, or, you know, like you're saying the things that are not geared towards us taking the best care of ourselves. So I think that's like where, where I started to shift. I found something that worked for me. I knew I wanted to work on more things than just physical results. And I wanted to pay it forward. Something that's so big for me is like, and you see platforms, it's like, I'm doing this. I'm like, I'm doing that. And then people ask questions. They're like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like I always, I wanted my platform to be something that I always knew I could pay forward and pay forward to women specifically. Yeah. So that's kind of how it kind of blossomed. And so what it is. Yeah. And, and I will say like, you're my fitness coach, like virtually essentially now even. And the reason I trusted you is because you have the passion behind it, as well as your background, you have knowledge in these things. Like you've went through it, you've helped women in general over the course of your life. And, you know, that's what made you different than just like any other fitness coach out there that's bombarding people on Instagram. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's why I really resonated with you because I, myself, I, had a chronic illness that started when I was in high school. And a lot of it could have been from my malnutrition. I don't know what kickstarted what. I've always struggled with that too. And finding things that are working for one person might not work for you. And that's why it's really important to have someone that has the knowledge and background. So I wanted to also talk about how important it is to have a community to back you when navigating a healthy mind and body. Tell me about you know, your fitness groups and how the accountability is really helpful to people. Cause I know it is really hard to do it on your own and stay motivated. So tell a little bit about how your group helps people with that. I think that community is everything. I think knowing that other people are doing something alongside you is huge not for competition, not out of obligation, but for honestly support, motivation, borrowed belief, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I am using this virtual platform as well. And I'm going through this process with people instead of, you know, as a trainer or something, who's like, telling somebody what to do. I I kind of am like a knowledge nerd, right? Like I would love to get 900 certifications and like spend a lot of time in school. But again, I am a multi-passionate person. I am very, very busy. And so that's why I chose to partner with a platform like this, because I love doing things with people and coming alongside and like supporting where they need. And I do have the knowledge, you know, when someone gets stuck or want to brainstorm solutions and everything's together, that is supportive. And there's a crazy stat. Uh, I'm a big fan of atomic habits. Um, if any of you are readers, I highly recommend it. If you're looking to build new habits, it's something about 77, you're 77% more likely to stick to a new habit or routine. If you have something that you were like accountable to, and, and for listeners, I'm, I'm using air quotes because accountable yeah. accountability, uh-huh. you know, can look a lot differently more. It's just like kind of 
accountability for yourself of having like a system or a tool to kind of plug into. Yeah. And, and I like that your approach to it is like a lifestyle change, not just like a diet or a fad or lose weight quick. It's really to like change your lifestyle and change your relationship with not only food, but mental health, physical health, and all of it. And that brings me to also the toxic diet culture that's in our society. And it's crazy because I actually saw something the other day, I was driving by a billboard and it said like, fad diets are for now, not for later. They can make you lose weight because you're changing things with your body, but long-term it's not going to help you. And I will say that they ended the billboard with something that took a complete turn and was like, <laughs> get surgery. So I was, <laughs> they almost had me. That's the worst. I know, so like they could have ended it on a good note, but they kept going. <laughs> but the, the original thought was great. And I wish that billboards just ended it there. And like society just ended it there. You don't need to like drink these teas that are going to make you drop 20 pounds. And, Oof. You know, and as, as women, I mean, we've experienced that our whole lives, trying to look a certain way over like how our internal body looks. Tell me more about like why you think, you know, diet culture is harmful to women and how your fitness brand kind of gears it a different way. Yeah, I think that diet culture is very, very tricky, much to your point about the billboard, because now I think the conversation broadly is moving in the right direction. So much more awareness, so much more focus on like mindfulness and, you know, healing relationships with food and things like that. And again, it's, it's the smog that we breathe. It's literally in every subliminal messaging, all of these things. And now much like gluten-free or like low carb or all of those things, right? Companies will then take those because they are now trending and use them for their own messaging and profit profitability. Yeah. Right? Like when they put it on water and you're like, no shit, it's <laughs> like, okay. What? Yeah. Like literally what? Though, just oh man. There. Absolutely. And so I think that diet culture is just pedestaling thinness as best ideal seeing thinness as like health, you know, body size equates to that marker of health. It's also deeply rooted in racism, ableism, yeah. um, and so many other things that are just extremely harmful to so many of us, right? Yeah. I will say for myself as being, you know, thin, able-bodied, white presenting cisgendered person, it's not really my space, nor is an anti-diet. I'm not anti-diet. I also am not diet culture. I I do believe that I'm a pretty like in-between person. Well-balanced. I do. And, and, and like, for me, it's more body neutrality, right? Like I think that it is okay to have goals You also can't treat yourself like an asshole if you're going to have goals, right? Like how can you be balanced and have a really healthy mindset around something that you're going to do? Know that it's going to be long-term and that your body, same thing for, for the other side of that, right? It can't be rooted in all or nothing. It can't be rooted in perfectionism. It can't be rooted in, you know, that your body is like, it's just irrelevant to your value and your like happiness and your satisfaction, period. So true. And like the whole process of changing like your lifestyle and fitness, it's not a linear process. So there's going to be ebbs and flows. And I think a lot of us experience guilt sometimes when it's like, we're decided to dedicate our lives to a healthier way. And if we mess up or like we have a cheat day, like we feel so bad about it. 
But I think it's also important to remember that it isn't a cut and dry process. Like you're going to have mistakes and to forgive yourself with that, as long as you keep working towards a better life, whatever that means for you. Yeah, I totally agree. Cause I, there shouldn't even be a thing as a cheat day. And there's no such thing as like on track or off off track. And that's, you know, what I really try to put forward in my groups is like, I'm really intentional about the language that I use. I'm really intentional about learning about people before. And even honestly, it is my responsibility. Like I refer out often if I'm like, Hey, I actually don't think that what I do is a good fit. I'm going to refer you out because I think, you know, like that's being responsible for me. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important thing I never thought about. Like people probably just take anyone and, you know, it might not be the right fit because we're all different, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Different goals and different lifestyles. So I also want to talk about, we had just talked about this one-on-one before, like your experience with like gut health and navigating that. Cause I am seeing that like over and over with friends and women that I know always posting about it online and my own journey with that, which I think a lot of my chronic illness symptoms can mimic, you know, candida and a lot of things like relating to gut health. So I want to talk about that too, just for like anyone listening, like how they can notice those signs and like how your diet has kind of help that a lot because sometimes people think it's like you have to take all these supplements or go to like a specialist but sometimes it is just your diet and staying consistent with some things yes I think that so new research just came out it was like 70 percent of people have like undiagnosed or like symptoms relating to like a sensitivity that's why you know again in the world of marketing we're seeing so many things about gut health and we're seeing, you know, like Everly well sensitivity tests and and things like that. And it's like, I've been to the specialists, I've been to doing all of those things in all of them, honestly, like holistic practitioners, functional health practitioners, all of them have told me, let's start first with eliminating the top inflammatory foods. Let's go through this process, come back to me. But again, they sent me to do it on my own. It's really hard when you're, you know, to this point, cause I don't want to seem contradictory uh, to diet culture, right? Like yeah. I don't believe in cutting whole fo- food groups. I do believe that there are processes for short periods of time that can help you decide, like there are no good and bad foods yeah. in my opinion. And what I, what I believe in how I coach others, what I do believe are there, there are good and bad foods for you that yeah. don't make you feel your best, depending on what is going on inside your body. Yeah. Um, until your point for me, like I have found, I, through this process, my health journey found I have an autoimmune disorder. Gluten F's me up. Like I now feel like I got hit by a train. If it's snuck in a sauce or it's snuck in something, dairy's another one for me. I wanted to believe that I could go back to cheese, but you know, I I've been trying and my body's just like, have like heartburn, you know, bloating, all of these things. I also think for people too, one of the sneaky ones that people don't realize they feel like trash for so long until they kind of start to like get in tune and deeply connected to their body to know what's happening is rest, headaches, mood swings, your hormones are connected to your gut health. And again, I'm not an expert there, so I'm not going to to touch too, you know, but I just think like from my own experience, it's been, I've seen my overall feelings just change. And, and now I like, so am like, so in tune, like this past week, we've had horrible storms in Nashville and I've had horrible headaches. And now my process, I I was telling somebody else and they laughed because they're like, this is so true. My three questions are always like, what did I eat? 
how much caffeine have I had and what's the weather outside? Like that is literally like my process that I go through (laughs) to like, why do I feel like shit? (laughs) No, I mean, it's crazy. Like how much that stuff has an effect on your overall being. And a lot of people kind of disregard it. Or I just think like women in general just have so much going on. And like, for example, like my husband's very in tune to health and fitness and stuff, but like being a woman is so different in that. And so I can't always like vibe with him on it and talk through it. But that's why I think like your community of women is so great. Cause like we kind of do experience things similarly, even though we're all uniquely different, but it's so good to have that and to talk through those things to figure out, you know, a better lifestyle for us. Agreed. What is your best advice for developing a healthy fitness lifestyle for people that are maybe just starting out or thinking about, you know, changing up what they want from fitness and what keeps you motivated? My biggest advice always to people is, is people do always have this all in mentality. I think it's told to us, shown to us. We see a million before and after photos that talk about going all in, whatever. Is it sustainable? Can it last you long-term? What's your plan after that? You know, and is it taking care of you and your body? Like, really? Like, is, are you actually being healthy? So for me, I always talk to people about honestly starting small and, you know, even when I talk to people, I'm like, Hey, you know, what are your, what are your goals? What does that look like? Depending, you know, on the person. And many times I'll have people say, Oh, I want to lose like 50 pounds. And I'm like, let's yeah. And they're like, yeah, in 60 days. I'm like, Whoa, okay. Let's, not, let's not possible, not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, let's talk about that. So anyways, I, for me, I think for people listening is like, honestly, having very tangible goals, picking one or two specific things. And I, I really want to emphasize specific things versus big ideas. And for example, I do them by month. I make silly little graphics. I put them in my groups, put them on Instagram. So if you follow me, you've probably seen them. I literally pick like one or two things. I'm so specific about it. I'm like, walk around the block two times per week. Yeah. Because again, that is not rigid. If I'm having two times and one day I feel like trash and I don't want to do something or I'm struggling building a new habit and I've had trouble in the past, great. Shimmy, shake your schedule around and do what you need to do. You still yeah. got, you know, whatever, or maybe you do have a daily goal, like drink 24 ounces of water daily. I will say, please drink more water than that. But depending yeah. on where you're starting, you know, just pick something that's small and then adjust it, write it. I use little emojis on my little cute calendar thing to make it fun. If you're a planner person or a whatever you like, I would say to write it. And again, not because it has to be perfect, but so that you can collect data and trends and see, is this working for me? Why or why not? Because sometimes at the end of the day, it really comes down to mindset. And I say this not at all from like a tough love place. I say this from a genuinely, genuinely empathetic. And I've been through this journey myself. Sometimes when health promoting habits, like movement, eating, you know, a nutrient dense diet, and things like that, sometimes things haven't worked out because at the end of the day, deep in my mindset, I truly didn't believe that I deserved it or that I, I deserved the time to take for myself to respect my body the way that it needed to be cared for. And that's so powerful because a lot of times we're taught to like hate our bodies and like shame workout or like, and to reframe it like that, like I deserve health. I deserve to give my body like what it needs is so powerful. 
So I love that. And I love how you also said it can be a fun process and not just so like stressful and strict. Cause like in the past, that's what it has been for me. Like if I missed one Mm. workout from like a program, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm the worst, you know? And it's like, really like life happens, but you can still like heal your body and give it what it needs in the meantime, throughout those little breaks in your day. Like you said, like go for a walk now and then, and drink a little bit more water. Like those little habits will like turn into more long-term effects from it. Absolutely. Cause I think too, you know, it's also what we see on social media that I think is problematic is, um, a lot of things problematic. I, no kidding. Right. Media. Oh my gosh. I think so many people in the health space, just like love, like love your routine. And I like love working out and like, blah, blah, blah. I will tell you, I am a health coach. I have been in this for three and a half years. And, you know, I, I, I still don't like working out. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like I will drag my damn toes to that garage for so long. Like, thank God for pre-workout and, you know, like, but at the end of the day, I love how it makes me feel. And that's what I chase. Every single day, if you struggle showing up, I literally say to myself, not like you're so lazy, you need to do it. That will not work for you. And that is not feeding your soul and your well-being. It's and, not making and you some... good about it. And you're no. not going to do it when you feel that way. If you're like no. negative thoughts with working out. Yeah. So I always say like, how do I want to feel at the end of this today? How do I want to feel? And that's how I kind of go at. And, and of course, like even just doing the warm up, like I may just go and like kind of like trot around and be like grumpy, but then, you know, three minutes in, I'm like, okay, my heart rates up and starting to feel good. Like blah, blah, blah. And then you finish it. That's so true. I have experienced that for myself as well. Yeah. So with all that you're doing, is this process like also helpful for you to have the community? Cause I know you are the, like the leader of it, but does that also like help you stay motivated and keep with the, your healthy lifestyle? 9,010% yes. Yeah. I think that was like also a part of my advice for people starting out is to honestly find a community, whether that's virtual, cool, friends, cool, because doing it alone, I would have done what I've done with every other thing I've ever tried in my entire life. And that's quit, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You have to have that support behind you. Like anytime I would go to the gym with like my sister or our friends, it was much more like a happy experience rather than like forcing myself to go. And like you had said before, a big thing of it is almost like the doubt you have beforehand. But then like once you actually go and like start feeling those endorphins and you feel good about working out, like it, it becomes a more positive experience. I think a lot of it is like getting started. Again, it takes what, 21 days to make a habit. So like once you get there, then you it's like more rewarding and you don't have to push yourself so hard to do it. Yeah. Anything, anything you start new has resistance, right? Mm -hmm. And you feel it. You're just like, Oh, why is this so hard? I think I, I honestly felt that probably for, I think my first six months of like consistently working out because throughout my life. And I know that you and I have resonated with this, like I'll work, I'll work out for like, you know, two weeks or I'll like buy another program that I printed out in this book. And I like stare at that chick doing those. I'm like, I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing that anymore. You know? And so I think the resistance there is so high at first. And then as you start to get better at it, start to get stronger, start to see you're going up in weights or you're feeling better or all those things continue to motivate you to keep, keep going. And you get to share them with people, which makes it, I was going to say, and having the team cheering you on is like a bonus. Like you got all those likes and like, go girl, you know? So it makes you feel good. 
also it's super important like you help people find programs that work for them like for me for example like I can't do high intensity because I have a crazy fast heart rate and so like you're really good about being like okay let's try this one that's like for you like it is not a one-size-fits-all so I think that's really important to reiterate with this so what do you like to do in your free time aside from like fitness and coaching women what keeps you sane calm and creative this is probably my favorite question I I love to call myself a joy rebel, even with movement, right? Like I think people are like, oh, I have a program. I like have to follow it. You know, I hate cardio. Yeah. I hate traditional cardio, right? Like I see somebody run and I'm like, gross, Um, but but good for you. Yeah. I used to be in track and I like just, that was a different me. Like, I just don't know how I did that. (laughs) Same. Okay. I don't know her. even in programs, it's really just, again, finding what works for you. Like I hate cardio days. Great. I'll either get on my bike or I'll go skating outside or I'll go. I've just recently started climbing and I'm horrible at it. And something that has taken me so long and, and me and some girlfriends talk about this a lot is like, I'm at a point where I am finally okay with sucking at shit. Like if it brings me joy and it is fun, I honestly don't care. I, I just like sit there hanging from the rope sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, this is somebody come rescue me off of this, this rock. I don't know. But I think, and regardless of what that is for you, I think for me, I, I find joy in being outside. I find that helps my mental health. That helps, you know, that helps me with my chronic illness of same thing, right? Like getting sunshine that I think we're just like, so used to being scared of being in the sun, but I've really been trying to like, take your damn sunglasses out, get that sun, vitamin D. So. Yeah. No, it's super important. And this is why I love like this whole podcast in general is because like every person I bring on here does something completely different, but we all have like creative avenues that we do on the side that really bring us like mental clarity. And I always love hearing what people do aside from like their hustle or their job. So I love that. That's so great. Yeah. So where can our listeners find you on Instagram? What do you use? Yeah. So I am most exclusively on Instagram. Amanda J underscore Garcia is my handle dabbling in the old TikTok world, but man, is it a black hole? I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) It's so honestly, TikTok is so annoying because I've literally been posting consistently every single day for like a year. My sister who never posts posted one time and got like 18,000 views. And I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Don't even get me. Don't even get me started. (laughs) It is so much. That was like another thing for me with creative outlets. I, I actually love social media in the sense that I love connecting with people. I love building relationships, you know, socially. I mean, you and I never, that's how we met, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there's so much good in it. And I love that it actually allows me to be creative and like flex that. Like I do love reels, even though they're a pain in the ass. Like I like being able to like, cause at the end of the day, I love being a storyteller thinking about creative outlets. Like for me, I love being a storyteller. My, my childhood dream was to be a comedian on comedy central, like oh, SNL. Okay. Yeah, that's so We're far past that. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> um, but, hey, but, but I do like doing even more though. So you know what? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. If you all love to read something that I have on my, my list, you know, that I, I read every single day. I do 10 minutes or 10 pages. Again, a small habit. Mm. Um, I'm reading Atlas of the heart right now by Brene Brown. And I think it is like human one Oh one. It is just 
incredible. It's going through like human experience of just like emotions and it's so good. But the other book, and I've been listening to her on as a guest on podcasts is, um, by yourselves, by yourselves, the, the fucking lilies. And she, she talks a lot about self-care through rituals and, um, talked about at like, honestly, 25, she like worked her way up in comedy central and, and has written for a lot of comedy shows and things like that. She's a genius, but same thing was very successful and was like, I'm just like drowning in my own personal traumas and like blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of her journey of reparenting herself, finding rituals that served her. I have it on my list. Maybe we can all do a book club together about around. Oh, I love that. I, I just finished my first book ever since high school. <laughs> so that's an accomplishment, but. Oh my, oh wait. Cause are, are you podcast and audio or, or what's your jam? Um, yeah, more so that I, I think I recently discovered that I have ADD, which makes so much sense. And so like, for me, reading a book is really difficult. So like I get so zoned out and I'm, I spend like 20 minutes on two pages. Cause I can't like focus. So, yeah. so yeah, that was, but it was something that was a little bit it was interesting. It was actually about, um, I'll just go into it cause we're here, but it was about this woman that I follow on Instagram. She actually runs her own business of all plant made, um, like tinctures and mm. supplements and bombs and all these things that she's made purely from the earth. And it actually tells her story of homelessness and how she used plants to actually survive. It's crazy. Wow. It's such a good read. Um, I think you had asked me what it was that I was reading. I posted on Instagram. I think she's like, she is of the woods on Instagram, but it was just so crazy to read that. And I mean, it kind of ties into what we're talking about today. Like it literally saved her life just from knowing plants and knowing which ones healed her Mm. properly. And so, yeah, that one I was super interested in. I have to be really interested in a book to really dive into it. Yeah, that's fair. I have that problem too. I, which is why I think why I do the 10 minutes or 10 pages. Also, another thing that helps me too, is like, I'll read like four books at one. If they're nonfiction, I'll like pick, you know, like two that I want to go through and I kind of go back and forth. That really helps. Yeah. I I've done that too. Actually, I'd started a couple other books and now I'm actually buying books for the first time and checking them out. Cause there's just sometimes things you can get from a book that you don't get from podcasts. I don't know. It, you jump into it a little bit more and get more like developed into it yeah I have to that's one of my goals too is to read a little bit more and turn off the tv sometimes because I am on social media all the time so that's like yeah I understand why people do it kind of like recharges your brain a little bit absolutely so I love that well thank you so much for talking with me today I can't wait to share this with everyone and I'm so glad we connected through social media and through like our fitness journeys together same it's been incredible Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. Of course. I will also link your information in the show notes. And thanks so much.